So a month or so ago now, I guess it was maybe two months, um, in the woods in Minnesota, about an hour north of where I live in Minneapolis, I'm in the woods by myself and I'm standing there, I'm out hunting and I'm a beginner hunter basically. This is my, you know, late 2023 it was the first year I had actually taken up hunting. I have a buddy or two that, well, two buddies actually that also hunt, um, but you know, neither of them could, could go with me and it was a random like weekday. Uh, but I had been, had been prepping, you know, for about hmm, basically a full year. Uh, learning to hunt, practicing shooting my bow, getting everything in order anyway. And I'm, I'm standing there and it's, it's, it's just like a, you know, a regular, maybe 30 ish degree November day. I'm kind of bundled up in in my gear and I'm not up in a tree stand. Most of the time hunters, especially in places like Minnesota hunt from a tree stand. Uh, but I'm hunting from the ground. It's, it's unlikely that I'm actually going to see a deer and shoot a deer, especially because of all of the factors that were kind of stacked against me. But I mainly just wanted to get out there. I just wanted to get out there and do it and be in the experience. And if I happen to get lucky and get an opportunity to shoot a deer, you know, then I would take it. But anyway, and so I'm out there with my bow standing on the ground and I'm in the middle of this like it's, you know, it's just this kind of, it, it's, it's a forest. This is the thing. If you've never truly been out in nature before, once you really get out there, you're, it's just eerie how quiet it is when you're, it's eerie how quiet nature is when you're truly away from the city, from mankind, from civilization. And, you know, you hear everything. And so I'm, I'm walking along and I'm like looking for a decent spot to, you know, to hunt from. And all of a sudden I hear this noise that it seems like it could be a larger animal. Now I'm not, I'm not an expert. I'm, I'm not good enough yet at this point in my hunting to career to distinguish like what is what, right? Um, and you know, I'm like, well, could it be a deer? Worst case scenario, it could be like a bear or a wolf. Wolf is very unlikely because wolves in general are more in the Northern part of Minnesota. Even a bear would be unlikely, but I'm like, it seems like it's a larger animal. And so, you know, I'm in a position where I wasn't really, well, I'm, and I'm not even an expert on the woods yet, but, you know, I was in an open enough area where I'm like, okay, if that's a large animal who for some reason has a problem with me, like a bear, then I'd be in trouble. Now, most of the time, a black bear, which is the ones you'll find in Minnesota, is not going to attack a human being, only in very rare circumstances. But the picture that I'm painting here is I got scared. Um, and... It was a great feeling to have at the time to just to feel that fear, like that primal fear. Like, I don't know what that animal is. And, uh-oh, <laughs> because I was coming off. So this was about, well, really just a few days, like a week after I had gotten sent home from Mexico. Uh, and if you followed this podcast, you know that I was part of a TV show, a documentary TV series that was being filmed in Mexico. And for some reason they let me go. They didn't want me anymore. And so obviously it was just, it was a tough time. It was me just feeling like crap about myself. Like, why was I not good enough? You know, kind of temporarily jobless and just kind of at a low in life, essentially. And a big part of the reason I wanted to go hunt was just to get out of that headspace, you know, just to, I don't know if take your mind off it is maybe the right way to put it, but, and so 
I'm standing there, you know, because you go into the woods kind of excited. And I was only really like maybe 300 yards in from where I had parked my car, like not even deep into the woods. And it's a time of year where it's in the middle of the summer in Minnesota, you can't see hardly anything. So I would have been even more scared. But like at least this time of the year, the fall, there's not as many leaves in the trees. You can kind of see for a distance. And so, you know, not to, this is kind of a bummer ending to this part of the episode, but like I never figured out what the animal was. The animal then... I guess somehow disappeared slowly. You know, animals are much smarter than we are in the woods. Think about it. These things live in the woods all day long, and I go into the woods recreationally with my bow once a month or whatever it may be, you know. Um, you know, and all hunters are different. There are, you know, there are lots of hunters that are very, very good and know the woods very well and know what animals are going to do very well and could probably have identified what kind of animal it was. Anyway, I didn't, and I never figured it out. But the point is, is... There's that, that fear, that true primal fear. And it's really interesting to be out in a situation like that. And there are different ways that you can do it. You don't have to go off in the woods necessarily. But to be in a situation like that where you are just, number one, you're cold, you're afraid. Like all of the primal emotions, like the, you know, on Maslow's hierarchy of needs, the physiological and safety needs are kind of in question. You're like, okay, I'm physiologically very cold. Um, you know, safety-wise, I think I'm okay, but there's a big animal in the woods apparently, and I don't know if it tried to attack me if I could defend myself. I have two small knives and bear spray and a bow, but is that good enough? I don't know. Anyway, so so it's that those primal feelings that snap us out of our everyday, you know, our everyday emotional, everyday negative energy states because most of the time when we're in a state of like negative energy it's what i like to call a first world problem you know it's something to deal with our emotions like oh my you know my my girlfriend didn't send me a message you know that guy that did the other job at work was doing a better job of me and he got a promotion and i should have got a promotion and the weather outside is not very nice today and it's gonna get rain on my boots when i walk to my car in the parking lot for 40 years <laughs> anyway you know, these little things that we complain about as modern human beings are all up in the third or fourth rung of Maslow's hierarchy of needs. You have your physiological and your safety needs first, most of which are met in the modern world at almost all times. And see, for me, I've learned over the last few years that when our energy gets really low, when, when we're in a bad mood and we're just low energy and when we don't like the way life is going, um... I've learned that oftentimes, at least for me, the quickest way to get out of that mindset and out of that negative energy is to put yourself in not necessarily a dangerous situation, but a situation where there are primal needs that, our, that are not being necessarily met or that you need to attend to. The perfect example, you don't have to go all the way out in the woods, but like if you live in a cold place like Minnesota is to just go outside for five or 10 minutes or whatever. And you're like, oh my God, I am no longer feeling sad and depressed. I'm feeling cold. See, I like to do that a lot. And it's something that I have to remind myself of because the last couple months of my life have been not the greatest, just in terms of energy levels. You know, I mentioned the whole Mexico thing didn't go the way I expected. And on a day-to-day -day basis, I've struggled a little bit to raise my energy levels. And I think that a lot of times we have a society that, you know, that always wants to push therapy and everything and therapy is fine, but 
there are a lot of what I would call primal ways to raise up our energy levels on a day-to-day, hour-to-hour, minute-by-minute basis. And one of those that many of you know a lot about is exercise. And I'm not going to get into all of the chemical science stuff of it because I... I mean, heck yeah, I've studied it, but I can't even remember if it's dopamine, serotonin, whatever the heck endorphins are kicking in. But, you know, you run, you exercise, you do anything physical, all of a sudden that's going to snap you out of a negative mood. You expose yourself to cold, you take on any sort of challenge. But like, I guess the picture that I want to paint, just to come back to the story, is you... You know, well, before I come back to that, like, let me just, let me paint the opposite picture. The opposite picture is, is if, you know, we're in a situation where maybe life is not going that great because of one of these first world problems has befallen us. Like where me, you know, oh, I didn't get the acting job long term like I thought I was going to and I'm not going to be famous. <laughs> you know, or something like that. Or, oh, this happened at work. Or, oh, my best friend said this to me, which was mean. Or they commented this on social media and I didn't like that. You know, like we're a lot of times we're like sitting inside our houses and apartments, like in a bad mood because of things like that, right? Whatever it may be. And you know, I know, I know a lot of you are thinking that I'm over exaggerating this, but you know, you do this. We all do it because I do it. All right. I'm not, I'm not just laughing at you or I'm not, you know, talking smack about you or the other people listening to this. I'm talking smack about myself too. Well, we all do this. We pout and get sad and get low energy over these little things, right? These little things that are not a direct threat to our safety or to our physiological well-being. But like to take it to the opposite side of the, the spectrum, like I said, that particular day in the woods, I was just kind of in a bad mood with life because of what had happened in Mexico and didn't really know what I was gonna do next and just you know, very let down and disappointed. And yet then at the same time, it's like, oh, you know, there I am, I'm in the woods. I hear a loud noise. It's kind of scary. It must be a big animal. What's going on? Am I the hunter or the hunted? <laughs> Cliche. But being in that moment, I'm not saying you want to be in that moment always, but being in that moment is really great for a lot of us in this weird modern world that we live in because when you're in that moment, nothing else exists, man. Nothing else exists. It's just you and the very few noises you hear, the, you know, the wind, there wasn't even much wind that day. It was less than three miles an hour wind. You could hear, you know, a leaf drop. There's you, the rattling of anything, a squirrel, maybe a larger animal moves, and your breath, and you're just paying attention to what's going on around you, and you're truly alive. You're truly alive, because so many of us are just, we're not, we're not truly alive. We don't allow ourselves to be alive. Like, I've come to think... I don't understand all the scientific mechanisms of it, but I've come to really understand and believe over the last few years that there's something in us that feels more alive when we're struggling to survive. And I don't, I I use the term struggling to survive loosely because like I said, obviously our lives are probably not going to go that well if we're running from lions and tigers all day long. We're not going to last that long. But when there's a bit of a struggle, when there's a bit of a struggle related to our physiological state of being, we really feel alive in those moments. And I think that ultimately a big way to raise up our energies when we're just kind of feeling meh, you know, is that is that a official energy? I think that should be. If it's not in the dictionary, it should be at M-E-H. How are you feeling today? Meh. Meh is not a problem that happens that often when you're out there in the woods in the cold. Meh is more of a I'm sitting on the couch kind of sad feeling Because my girlfriend said something mean to me on social media or something like that.
All right. Hope you take that into consideration next time you're having a bad day. And maybe just go out and, you know, expose yourself to the cold a little bit or, you know, run for two minutes or something like that. All right. Talk again soon. Love y'all. Peace.